1: Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My
0: solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Can you see? It? Did you know
2: <laughs> But the puck comes right to Pedersen who tries
1: a bank pass for Besser in with a shot. He scores. The moments notice. it
0: You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like I don't I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Queen Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network
1: Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
2: Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of them in and down I Wow. Really? We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now.
0: What out Pearl steals, cutting in shoots scores. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks
2: over at Montana. It's Wednesday! And what does Wednesday mean, Chris? All oh, you can eat, baby, all you can eat ribs, you can have uh, 300 racks if you can do it. What, what was someone in the chat said they did 26 half racks one yeah, time? 13 full racks of ribs? I, I believe, yeah, that's that. How many that's, racks do you here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-ish ribs. You take that, you times it by, what did we say, 13? 156? 156 uh, pieces of rib? Yeah, right. It's a lot. People give me crap for the 30 wings. This guy came into Montana's set a record there 13 racks of ribs. Uh, Montana's bringing back the
0: viewing party this year. Uh, Be sure to go check out one of their seven locations across British Columbia Fort St. John, Kelowna, Langley, Nanaimo, Prince George, to Austin. And of course, who could forget?
2: Victoria. A couple things off the top before we get going here. Shirt that I'm wearing. Apparently, this is new news to me. I've said it before. I don't think my mom watches the show, but she's been texting me things from the show. So, Mom, if you're watching, I'm wearing uh, the shirt that says I'm Mom's favorite. I like that shirt. Yeah, it's a good shirt. Way better than your whatever that trash bag you're wearing is. It looks like uh, you pulled that out of my garbage can, probably. Oilers Nation, this guy. I tell you. Don't get me going here. And uh, I want to give a shout out. We were talking about ribs. What goes great with ribs? Cornbread. Cornbread goes great in the chat as well. Nice to see you back in the chat here. been listening to the podcast, but excited to make a YouTube show here. So uh, we're excited to have you, Cornbread. One of my favorites. I'm uh, wearing a beanie today, a little toque, mm-hmm. because uh, everybody made fun of my bowl cut yesterday. Yeah, a lot of people were. Well, it's, it's at been it. a while. I and haven't I had a haircut. It
0: it's, it's growing in like a bowl. I got to go get a haircut, but I can't get one till like February. So mm. going to be wearing hats from now on so the chat doesn't bully me anymore. All right, fair enough. I you gotta, know what the main topic in uh, Vancouver is right now, Chris? Your bowl cut? Not my bowl cut. Oh. Uh, if you look at the chat from mm-hmm. before the show
2: even started, people are talking about Andre Kuzmenko. Yeah, lots of Kuzmenko talk on there. And people saying. But you know what else a lot of people are talking about? And I know Alex Alex has got the video ready. Last night. So I, I went a little risque last night with my fit. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. The fit that I pulled off last night. And I, and I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't plan this. But I was late to the Luke Shen uh, conversation, and ended up sneaking in on the uh, on the right side there. The turtleneck and chain with my favorite top. <laughs> so I was on, uh, you know, getting people text me. Hey, I'm watching Sportsnet last night. That turtleneck you're rocking, and then I got about 50 people in the replies telling me about uh, looking like the Rock. Yeah, but uh, a thicker version of the Rock. So, <laughs> in certain areas. But uh, turn, was I pulled it off last night. I went to uh, went full out. That's my that's my that's the one I got uh, from the uh, the old uh, China warehouse website. Their twenty dollar necklace, but it looks like it's a four thousand dollar necklace.
0: And Spencer Martin complimented your oh, fit last night. Spencer
2: Martin walked by. You can if you go to the Twitter clip of this uh, on the Canucks page at one seventeen, Martin walks by and he goes the fit <laughs> and I give him a head nod back. So, uh, it was good. Commander Vander says, yeah, no, the, the boulder, that's what they call me instead of the rock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, uh let's, let's move on here. Let's get started. Whoa. What
2: was what? that? What? <laughs>
0: You're a scrum lurker.
2: A scrum, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> she sounds like you're mad that at us. That just for a sounded second. like Alex just
0: screamed at us for <laughs> something.
2: Yeah, no, I, I was thinking that too. I was like, yeah, this is this is prime scrum lurker territory. But I, there was one point where I look in the camera, so I put out a little TikTok of it too. So that's up there on TikTok <laughs> doing uh, pretty well. And I just, I just say, look, it's been a really nice uh, in the last twelve hours or so. I had someone comment on the TikTok, and they were like. Oh, well, like the, you're my, my favorite Canucks analyst. I said, well, that's amazing. They made my night hearing that. And then I wake up in the morning, and uh, I'm going to be regular on Halford and Bruff now. And, uh, and Bruff's reading off all these nice texts. It's really it's nice to hear. And I know everyone in the chat is always so nice. That's why I love coming in here and doing the chat. But we, I don't know. You hear a lot of crap, and sometimes it gets you down. I try not to let everything uh, affect me. But you see a lot of the comments of people being all negative towards you. You know, they get a lot of crap on there. I joke about being a boulder. There's a lot of people that aren't joking when they're there's stuff that they're saying in, in the replies to me, and it, it hurts. It, well, no, it doesn't hurt. It's just kind of like I laugh it off a little bit, but when then you hear the positive stuff from people say, people that enjoy the podcast or enjoy anything, like it's, yeah, it, it makes you feel a lot better about it. So I appreciated that. Uh, it's been a nice 12 hours. I'm in a great mood today. That's fantastic. You're
0: yep. my favorite Canucks
2: analyst as well. Yeah, well, well you, yeah. All right. I could say the same to you. But, but all you don't. I, no, but <laughs> it's like, oh, let's check Quads' recent work as a, as a Canucks analyst. Fartgate, fartgate, fartgate. Hey, no one else <laughs> is, is asking doing the hard questions. <laughs> it's okay? true, yeah.
0: Anyways. I love um,
2: how it's like they haven't seen you in probably like a month, a lot of these guys in the room. And what, I slip in. Here he comes in, Hey, uh, that fart sound that you made. And hey, tell me about it.
0: Both of those guys, Delia and Martin, very happy to talk to me. Yeah, and we, we had a nice conversation, we shared some laughs, and then I left. I don't stay for this. Oh, Let's wait. Uh while mice run by our feet. Um yeah, well. which that happened recently to me and I, I was appalled by it. I freaked out. I, I understand there's mice everywhere, but still. Um I, I don't like I don't like rodents and Did stuff. Did I tell
2: you about back in the day when I used to work at the compost plant? No. So I used to work at a compost plant back in the this is this is before I was at the mill. This is when I was maybe twenty, twenty-one. Used to work at this place that would be like it was a recycling spot and, but it was mostly like compost and you and you recycled compost yeah. and you gave it out. Yeah. And the they would bring the the truckloads of compost coming out, and the ones that came from the mall, they would dump, and about twenty plus rats would come. Flo- oh, like, don't even. Well, they talk would to drop it that. right, and then there'd be this big pile of garbage, and you'd see all this movement, oh, all this like movement the- coming around. No, 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 and no, no, the no, thing, no. They're about this big too, about from you know, shut about, up my shoulder width apart. Shut up! Not even kidding. No, no, I'm not even joking. No, no. We need a drop of Jim Rutherford saying no, no. You know, okay, I can we, get that for you. Yeah, we need that. more morning because I
0: got to hit it on the board for, for moments like this. When you bring up these ginormous rats, all right, which by the way, and I'm not trying to call any anybody or any buildings out, oh. but it was just one mouse that ran by my foot. I want to make sure I make it clear mm. that it wasn't like there's been multiple. It was just, and I was in the bowels of the arena. So right. yeah, anyways, um, the bowels, that's where you find the mice. Yep. Well, yeah, I was in this, uh, you know what, I'll I, I never, anyways, I'm not going to start again. All right. But, yeah, it was like, you know, it's not where fans or anybody goes. It was just, it's part of the part where it connects to are you the you hanging out by the garbage
2: cans, or what are you talking about? Yeah,
0: it's, uh, you know, where the Zamboni goes and parks yeah. and stuff, it was near there, and that's, yeah. you know, and I was, and it's my, kind of my own fault. I went under the seats, right? Like, I mm. took the, took a weird way rat to territory. get to the media room. It wasn't a rat, it was a mouse.
2: Mouse territory.
0: Yeah. And it freaks me out. Oh, I hate, I
2: hate rodents. Yeah, I can see you not being a big rodent guy. Well, no, no one's really a big rodent guy. I used to have a friend that had a pet, anyways. He used to have a, he, he had a pet rat back in the day. No. And I thought that was uh, man. Like, I, it was cute. I used to hold, I was 10 years old. I was over at uh, my buddy Dan's house, and he had uh, two rats. A white one and a brown one. And they were cute. You held them. They were, they were like, they were chill. But these ones that were coming out at the compost plant, oh, buddy. Those aren't chill. Nope. nope. Those were not that place was the worst job I would. I couldn't like, you know, some like if you work a hard job, you don't know this. You come home, you work a hard job and you come home, you're sweaty. You got a shower after work. This place I you had to like we had showers there. You would have to like change out of the work clothes, take a quick shower, put on some like cleanish clothes, go home and shower again because you stunk that bad. It was a compost plant, man. It was it it stunk so bad. It was one of the worst jobs I ever had. It uh, was the worst job I ever had. I, I reflect on my
0: construction career oh, sometimes. Yeah, um, but yeah, I didn't. But have I went to from a, I went
2: from the A and W days of just living it up, teen burgers, breakfast whenever you want, to the compost plant. Couldn't have been a worse drop. Let I don't me know finish my
0: sentence. Go. I didn't have to shower before I got home. I did shower when I got home. Just to be clear.
2: Okay, enough here. We're reliving the glory yeah, days Alec here. Got Alex in my ear. He says, <laughs> "Winning for the beginning." Let's get. He yeah. wants the ticker to get involved here. Let's go. Last night, Canucks. This uh, is
0: awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, I had pet rats as a kid, so I, 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 See? I loved it. Again. Get more into the room See? and talk. No, Team we're rat. done. We're done. Team rat. Get out of here. Uh, Canucks with a 5-2 victory over the Chicago Blackhawks last night. My instant reaction to last night's game, Chris, was watching it just saying, wow, like we, we do the tank thon on this show, mm-hmm. and we say like, you know, maybe the Canucks, if they lose from here on out, can, you know, catch up in the Bedard sweepstakes to so like the Blackhawks, the Blue Jackets, and the Anaheim Ducks. Pointed out yesterday, I think. Anaheim Ducks have a minus eighty-seven goal differential on the season. It might even be worse after last night. I'm not sure, but oh, actually, they won last night. I think. Right. Uh, anyways, regardless, these teams like Chicago, they are so bad. Like mm. you watch Chicago mm. play, and I'm not like the Canucks. I'm not trying to throw stones out of a glass. But, oh, look at the team in Chicago because hey, they're probably going to get Connor Bedard out of it, but.
1: Oh, you watch that game. Timu Solani thinks yeah, that's are good. Did you see the, that
2: video? Yeah, I did. That's if you a, didn't, if you're on this, if you're listening, go, go to Timu Solani's Twitter account. Hilarious. Yeah, it was good.
0: Um, but you watch that game, and yeah, like the Canucks don't play good hockey. Like you watch a good hockey team, and you're like, wow, the Canucks have a lot of catching up to do. But you watch the Chicago Blackhawks last night, and you say, holy cow, like they've got nothing they, they have nothing in Chicago you know, right now.
2: You know what's, what I thought last night about this? It's thinking, like, everyone was like, oh, look at the trade market. It's going to be wild. Like, Ryan O'Reilly's going to be out there. Bo Horvat's going to be out there. Jonathan Taze is going to be available. How the hell would you watch last night's game and be like, oh, yeah, Taze is going to be a huge boost to our team. I, like, he's at the end of his career, man. You're know, looking at I, a very different class of adding a guy, and Taze makes a lot of money, He's too. a third-line
0: center. He's yeah, a third-line center on a contending team.
2: He, he was not an impact player last night watching him. I know that.
0: Well, also I don't really blame him being on the team he's on.
2: Sure, no. I mean, yeah, the, But he's not making happens. a difference is what you're saying. No, he's I got cups. It. Like that's why he's getting his money. That's why he you got cups. Like it was first of all, it was a wild night at Rogers Arena last night. What the first five minutes you got a jersey on the ice. The first stoppage of play, you got booze coming down for the head coach. That's Sheldon so stupid Sheldon dries fought and then scores between the leg goals. It was I tell you, it was a wild night last night at Rogers Arena, but the the feeling off the start was like I don't know if you could like Feel this from the broadcast, but being in the arena last night, I was like, you could like you know, you could drop a pin in there and somebody would hear it. Like it was it was very quiet in there until that game cranked up, and you were seeing the Canucks, like, what do they have? 20 plus shots in the first period, right? Like they were up like twenty something to twenty to eight, maybe or something like that in the first period. Crazy amount of, of shot differential, but it was like a tie game, and it was just like, uh, oh, like strange vibes in the arena. And uh you I know you want to you want to mention the talk it stuff because it listen. It wasn't complete booze. It wasn't an arena booing like they did to the Vancouver Canucks when they're losing games five to one and they're going off the ice and being completely booed. There was some cheers for sure. People are clapping, people are cheering, but you could hear booze as Talkit was being announced and they put it up on the big uh, Jumbotron there. Good thing the Jumbotron is working today uh, or last night. But, it, you know, it was like a welcome Rick Talkit. I don't think the booze were for Talkit. I think the booze are for the organization. That's how I read the situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously. But, you know, Rick Talk still hears those
0: boos and it yeah, was obviously sure. when he was introduced and I, I understand fans are frustrated, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it. Personally I just thought that was a little uncalled for. Just yeah. and I get it. Like he he's the guy that's fielding the criticism. Like for sure. if they put Rutherford or Aquilini on the Jumbotron or Alvino, yeah, or listen, whoever, thank it'd you it'd be Jim. ten
2: times worse. Thank you, Jim, for moving on from Boudreaux. That would have been a lot of a uh, bigger boo. Yeah, like... And, and you know and, what? And Rocket... Rocket. Oh, I like it.
0: Talkit was the yeah. guy that was kind of... And I'm not criticizing anybody here, but Talkit was just the guy that the fans could, quote-unquote, get their hands on. So That's I true. understand why he got the booze. I just thought it was uncalled for. I And again, like, I like Talkit. I, I've I've liked him so far. I liked everything he said so far, and I know it's a small sample size, but I've got no problem with Rick Talkit so far. Um, no. I, I like Rick Talkit. I think, I think he's going to do a fine job. I and mean, I, I'm... I'm curious to see. Like, I I'm not someone who is just gonna pile on without seeing a reason to first. Like, if I like, I have no reason to pile on Rick Tockett right now as Vancouver Canucks head coach.
2: I just, I'm yeah, I agree with you, and I think he handled it well yesterday. He's like, yeah. oh, like my my middle name's Lou, and I and I, you can hear my voice, and I'm like, oh, smart fan base, right? Like, you know, it, it's, it, yeah, I think it's gonna be. I hope that he continues to have fun with the media. I think that's also gonna be interesting to watch because listen Bruce Boudreaux had a ton of fun with the media with the fan base with the players everything but in those times where things were really dark that's when talk it's going to be challenged right like when this team is losing nine out of 12 games and not playing against Chicago every night like you couldn't have set him up for a better position to to be able to get a win pretty much right like Boudreaux even said like maybe that's why they had him around that long because they have Chicago up here and then you know, it'll be interesting tonight against Seattle, of course. And by the way, yeah, Seattle Kraken uh, getting it going today. I didn't see Lisa in the chat here, but I'm sure she's excited for that one. Uh, but just the situation that Talkit was put in last night with the booze, I don't think that happens. He, like, he's not going to – nobody's booing Talkit in my eyes. I think they're booing the organization or the process of getting to Talkit. And sure. I think he understood that. Like, he he told he yeah, said, like, yeah. I'm not here to suck up to the fan base. He said that last night. He's not here to suck up to the fan base. He likes the passion, right? Like, I think coaches, players, everybody, they do like the passion of and Vancouver look, market. When you're it's, coming from Arizona. It's a, it's exactly the same thing. OEL talked about it, right? He was excited about coming to a market that really gave a damn about this sports team. And, and it's a different look, right? Like, think about talk it last time he coaches, what, in the bubble, right? Yeah. was yep, Arizona, yep, like, yep. The, the dude hasn't coached in a in front of a big building like that in a long time. And that's. Some to to follow along with for sure as he gets it going. But uh, let's get to some of the stuff from the game because there are some, some players, some things. Unless the jersey want... toss was so silly. The jersey toss, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Anyways, go on. Anyways, I mean, th- th- that's the thing, though. To me, though, none of this is about the team moving forward. A lot of this stuff was because of past moments got you to this point. Yeah. The jersey toss was like, well, I did, I did, no, a lot of us didn't actually see it. Uh, cause it was, cause we're in the media area on the side of the Jersey. So yeah, it's kind of yeah, down yeah. base. We actually didn't see it. I, I was showing everyone, uh, cause I think Wyatt had a video of it. Yeah. So all of us were like, Oh, like we completely missed that. But I guess yep. the broadcast caught it cause they're on the other he side. Did, yep. Anywho, you get the point. And by the way, I see Alex is here. He's flaming the, he's got the flames going here. Uh, he's firing the flames up here. Uh, what am I trying to say here? I have no idea. Fanning the flames is what I'm trying to say in the chat here, but the rat talk hasn't stopped since the start of the show okay. here Let's, in the YouTube. I'm not touching it. Yeah. I'm not touching it. Uh, so Canucks, 5-2 win, two goals from Kazmenko You get a goal from Joshua. You get a goal from Drys. The, between the legs, goal from Drys. You're a big fan. I know you like this. Well, that's when I
0: tweeted out the uh, thing on the Canucks Army account about the Everybody on the Canucks turning into Wayne Gretzky as soon as the Canucks have a chance to ruin their draft lottery odds. Yeah, you start seeing thing. Sheldon Dries go
2: between the legs to score goals. This is I, I, A lot of people in the chat, are, I've seen some people already saying, you know, I see Commander Vander in here, Team Tank, all that stuff. And yeah, listen, it's still probably better for the Canucks in the long term to lose games right now, right? For the long term of this team, a win against Chicago isn't going to get anybody on board to think that they're going to the playoffs. But this is a team where it's like, listen, you're going up against Chicago, you you should beat Chicago. Like we talked about it before yesterday's show, they there was a streak where they won two games out of twenty three. Like that's a really really bad team. And you could see it last night. I, I mentioned it. I was sitting next to uh, Begsy from from Daily Hive, and I like I looked at it at one point. I think it was the second power play unit for the for the Blackhawks. I'm looking at the ice. I'm like, how many first names could you name out of like these five players on the ice? And we we're both like uh like trying really hard to just name a first uh, first name of one of these players. I'm like, I don't know, like. You know, sorry, they, they don't have a very good team there. Like, you think about the Canucks' second power play unit, you can name a lot of the, a lot of people that are sure, big sure. hockey fans could name the players, or at least their first name. I'd say, geez, Louise, it's a tough team over there. But uh, Joshua and Dries, I, I tweeted it out at one point. I said, they're having really good games to be near the top for the dog ratings. That was before both the players scored a goal. So their, their work ethic and kind of playing that Rick Talkett style worked well for them. They end up getting rewarded with goals later in the game. So the other thing I wanted to bring up about Talkett was, and he talked about this after, was like he had a hunch about Joshua. He started moving Joshua up the lineup a little bit, putting him in some different situations. There was a lot of line movement in my eyes, whether it be because of a defense was on face off and offensive face off, it wasn't just like, okay, line three, you're out. It was like, hey, line two, but instead of this player, put Joshua out there. Hey, instead of this player, Drives goes out there for the offensive one. It was kind of a a lot of in game little changes that I don't think we've seen a lot of here in Vancouver in the past couple of coaches.
0: Remember Travis Green?
2: Roll four, baby. That's right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, let's get to the poll question.
2: Yeah. No, quickly before. Sure. I, Go I ahead. Got, I'll pull Look, it look up. at this transition I got going into it. You messed it up. Uh, I was, because what I was thinking last night, and I, this is the last thing I want to say about talking, then we'll get to the poll question. I, I had a feeling last night could have been an opposite of a coach's bump, right? Because think about the way a coach's bump happens, right? A lot of the time it's like, okay, think about the Travis Green one, right? You're at a point where like the players were probably pretty stale. On Travis Green, they were probably at the point of like, okay, we're ready for the next thing. I think that's how it happens a lot of the time. It felt like it could have been the opposite last year because I don't because yes, they weren't winning under Bruce Boudreaux. but there was such a an emotional reaction when we heard from like how things were coming out and the story that Mike uh, Michael Russo wrote for uh, the Athletic over there in Minnesota. He talked to Bruce and said how many players were crying coming to the locker room. I thought there could be a chance for it to be the opposite of a coach's bump. But not really a huge coach. Bump. Like I said, I think tonight's more of a game where you can judge what this team is going to look like. And it's still so early to judge that it's like after the all-star break, once some video gets sent out to these players, who does their, you know, who, who does the homework and is able to really understand the structure that he wants. I think what that's when we can start to get it. Right now, you just want to see players giving an effort. So I do think you are going to see a little bit of a coach's bump. Guy who was giving a lot of effort, Will Lockwood. He's on IR, though. Left the game yesterday. Looked like a, he took a hit. Could have been something in the head or upper body area kind of situation. Don't really know anything yet, but he's on IR. Phil DiGiuseppe gets called up. And that gets us to our poll question quad. So uh, there you go. Oh. That's what I was doing right there. Very good. Did you but, use uh, the word of the day? No, I didn't use the word of the day yet. Don't.
0: Uh... Well, I'm not, you don't have to cover it. Well, I, I read the word it.
2: and I said, hmm. And then it's like, oh, it doesn't mean what I thought it meant. But did I'll get you, to that did later. Did you
0: write, uh, write a st- paragraph for yourself no i got no paragraph you're gonna I use can, it okay. yeah, i'll
2: spill it in here i got this.
0: sure poll question i forgot yesterday okay our poll question uh brought to you by the great folks over at atlas goods go yeah, to oh, atlasgds.com at use promo code cc15 gets you 15 percent off your first order of pop rinds these are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer our poll question today do you think Vasily Podkolzin pod and Niels huglander oh, wow. should stay in the ahl uh what did you vote with this one? Because I was, we were both kind of interested with this one because we looked at it, and, like, I don't know. Like, when you write these poll questions, you kind of think, like, okay, I have a rough idea of what I think is going to happen, but yep, yep. I was surprised by the results here. Uh, so the options we've given, keep both in the AHL, bring both up to the NHL, bring up Vasily Podkolzin,
2: and, of course, as always, I'm... Angry. I already know Alex. He's going, I'm angry because we didn't know more rat talk on the show. That's where Alex is going. What does he say? Yeah, he's at, he's hovering. <laughs> I personally, I voted bring up Vasily pod That was yeah. my pick. And we'll see what Alex picks. Yeah, we'll see but it's going. I think he's, uh, yeah, he's with the people. I had a good, yep. And I, that, sorry. Can so, I, let's get to on. the results. And then once, cause I was surprised by, by a massive percentage of people saying keep both in the, yeah, AHL.
0: yeah. So 68% say keep both in the AHL. Uh, thirteen percent say bring both up to the NHL. Eleven percent, eleven percent say bring up Vasily Colson. Eight
2: percent of folks say they are angry. Sixty-eight percent say keep both in the AHL. Yeah, five hundred votes. A lot of people voting on this. I like it.
0: So I was expand.
2: Go sure. ahead. Sure. So I was, I was thinking Podkolzin. I thought, I thought a lot of people would be voting for call up Vasily Colson in this situation as well. It's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm closer to the situation in Abbotsford than than the average people voting on here. But I, I, I don't see a lot for Vasily Colson to gain more in the AHL, especially with a new coach. Like, I think he would gain more coming up here and, and being in Rick Talkett's system, being part of how Rick Talkett's going to look at his lines and see how to deploy players. I think Colson has more to gain up in the AHL right now. I don't think Huglander does, because I don't think Huglander's going to find a spot with certain players who... Something that Tockett's talked about is, like, if you're in the bottom six, got to be able to do something else with the team, right? Penalty killing is kind of the thing that he's talked about a little bit. Maybe Huglander's a guy who can do something on your power play. But for me, I, I think you want to see Huglander be able to score and be a top nine player in the NHL. So keeping him in the AHL is the way. I like that. I'm with the people on that, and I think a lot of people are in that boat. But I think Pod Colson is like like he's an NHLer, man. He's an NHLer playing in the AHL right now is the way that I'm looking at it. And I think that though that maybe there's a long game and maybe there is more confidence to be gained there from him, I think he's at a point right now where he would also gain a lot of confidence and not only in himself, but from the coach. If he's able to get back into the NHL and have success in the NHL with this new coach, I think that's a higher level of confidence for not only the player, but probably the coaching staff. It's just to me, I think the, the organization and the upper management is now looking at his confidence and making a decision to keep him there. Because they had a complete wide open door to just be like, yep, come up, you're in. Lockwood is injured, he's on IR. There is a spot in the lineup for you. And hey, if you're going to be rolling four lines, it's right. different than what we were saying before about and when Bruce Boudreau was the coach. And the other thing we're talking is like, you want to see some different guys killing penalties. Here you go. There you go. Like this, the, this opportunity. And I like Joshua on the penalty kill last night. Yep. And, and this was a, this was a opportunity, a gold plated opportunity for Pod Colson to come up and do that role, but probably be a fourth liner. So maybe not as gold plated yep. as I would have thought, but, okay, yeah, sorry, go but on. it's the NHL. Well, go ahead. Where well, are about? Signing? I was going to say, Rob, the siding guy, responded on Twitter to mm. the poll question. And said, "Strange
0: results. Once yeah, trades start happening, opportunities will open up. Bring them up, then. Especially, uh, bring them up, then, especially if top six spots become available. And hey, yeah. we've talked about the trade deadline. And again, we're not going to get too into this conversation today. But a lot of talk about Andre Kuzmenko right now. We've both made well, it clear. Next uh, thing in the outline, by the way.
2: Well, yeah. Okay. Do you want to get to B- this? B- no. Keep going. You can tie it in, though. It's in there. Well, yeah,
0: I'm just saying, like, I don't want to have this conversation today. It's a game day. There's going to be plenty of time to talk about it. We've already made our feelings clear on it. Has your mind changed at all on Kuzbenko? Like, I think both of us are saying, stop tying up money in wingers. Like, it's almost like the Bo Horvat-JT Miller situation where, yeah, maybe if you hadn't signed JT Miller, we would say, yeah, go out, try and sign Bo, even if you're going to have to be paying a little higher than you would have liked because he's on this crazy pace this year maybe you go out and do it. But because you signed JT Miller and now can't trade him for nearly what you could have gotten last deadline, right? Because you did that, you cannot sign Bo Horvat. Like, you you can't do it. You can't do it if you're the Canucks and you're in the current state that this team's in. And I think it's a similar situation where you say, well, you chose to sign Brock Besser last offseason. He's here for three years. Connor Garland, he's still here. Like, I understand Kuzmenko's played really well. With mm-hmm. Elias Pettersson. And this isn't even mentioning that. Pod Colson and Hoglander are both in the AHL. And those guys could come up. Right. And you would think. Especially in rebuilding years. Or retooling years. Whatever you want to call it. Could have success playing with Elias Pettersson. If you gave them. What would you say? Like 400 minutes. If you give them that much time. They're going to put up 20 goals. Either of those guys. Yeah. Like, I, th-
2: I think. I, You've got Mikheyev for four years. Listen Stop on. tying up so much money in wingers. That's what this team needs to learn. Yeah, they have wingers coming. They have. We got Lukerimaki stuff later on. We got guys in the AHL that you hope to be top nine wingers on your team. You have a guy in Brock Besser who you've already made a commitment to pay a middle six guy six million dollars, who you think might be a second line guy. You can't just you can't be throwing all this money. You have a Connor Garland making five million. And I'm not you have. Yeah. You have all these wingers, you don't know if JT Miller's a winger or a center. Like he sounds like he's gonna be a center under Rick Talkett, yep. but you don't know long term if he's gonna stay there. I don't want to rehash. You just you can't have you can't have six wingers making like five million dollars plus. No, you that's can't crazy like, that's not a recipe for success. And no. I don't I don't wanna rehash all
0: of the arguments, but like people will say Whoa, 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 why all trade, of our
2: pro- prospects are wingers.
0: Yes. Why would you trade? Like people, people say, why would you trade a late first round pick for Kuzmenko? Because you're hoping that becomes Kuzmenko. What? I, genuinely, what value is there? And the only argument that I've heard that I say, like, yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm not. I'm not sold on it. Is the argument of, well, he plays well with Pedersen. You want to yeah. keep Pedersen happy. That's the only argument I'm even willing to listen to. What benefit do you have from signing Kuzmenko to a two to three year deal on a bridge deal? It's going to be five or six million dollars. What benefit do you have? You know what benefit you have in trading him for a first round pick? Even if it's a late first round pick and people say, well, that first round pick might not even turn into Kuzmenko. Like it might not even be a, a top six producer at the NHL level. Yeah. That's the thing. We keep talking about this, and I'm, I don't want to rehash all the arguments. And it's not even an argument; you agree with me. But like, I keep pointing the Montreal situation. They loaded up on first round picks. They have cap space because of that. That's that another gives thing you a lot about. of flexibility. You can trade those picks
2: for players that you believe in. Mm-hmm. They flipped a first and a third for Kirby Doc. Like, think about what the Canucks are looking for with Bo Horvat. Think about what every team's looking yeah. for. Yeah. Just like a, a a prospect that might be able to come into the NHL. Well, is that what the Canucks are looking for? Maybe. But like what I'm saying is think about how valuable Brock Faber was when he yeah. got traded for Kevin Fiala. Think about how much everybody in the Vancouver Canucks, when you look at the other teams and you're starting to pick players out, how often have we heard Scotty Morrow's name? A guy who hasn't touched the NHL. Second round he's pick. He's just a right shot defenseman He was picked in the second round. Who like I like, there's a lot of exciting things about him, but he's he's he hasn't touched professional hockey. He's just six foot three and right handed and can skate pretty well. Yeah, like he has he has proved nothing at the NHL level. But to, think about the value have... he's he's like the main piece if you're looking at Carolina exactly. It's and crazy. you you have to have the
0: ability to. Look past what's right in front of your face and stop living day to
2: day because people say like even if it's such a I good would, smile like Kuzmenko yeah, you got to look exactly. past it man. Exactly. And we
0: like Kuzmenko. Both of us really like Kuzmenko yeah. but where, where the team is at in their current state you need a disciplined deadline where you're you're adding all these assets like the people that are out there and I've seen you I've seen you people oh, out there that say on Twitter they're like Would I rather have the guy who's putting up 20 goals this season or a guy who might put up 20 goals in three years? Yeah, obviously the guy right now. For what? For what? What are you gaining from having Kuzmenko? It's got you nowhere near the playoffs this year. No. Like, you have serious major surgery to do.
2: Anyways. Can't keep throwing things. The Canucks need to disabuse themselves from overpaying these wingers and actually get the value and flexibility that you can get from not only... Having a prospect that could be a defenseman, could be a center, heck, it could be a goalie. Quads, it could be a damn goalie. Whoever you draft, whatever it is, you can have the flexibility from and two ways: from the cap space and from the prospect or the draft pick. Yep. you could take that draft pick. You could attach it to whatever you go out and do. Exactly, exa- it gives you flexibility. You keep bringing up the Montreal Canadiens, do you think the Canadians would have been able to get Kirby, Kirby Doc without any flexibility? Hell no. Yeah, exactly. So like, I'll bring I'll bring this up tomorrow. But I'll, like, Last yeah, you thing. know what, I'll save it. Last, thing. I'll bring it up Last thing I want to say. Uh, so Commander Vander jumped in the chat,
0: and, uh, you know, he he's pointed out PD makes kuz not vice versa. A lot of people are pointing at the shooting percentage for Kuzmenko. And, again, too, I yeah. don't want this to turn into us ripping on Kuzmenko. No, he's, but he's, he's, he's having, a great player at doing what he does. Exactly. He's having a lot, like, every, every analytic that you could look at, right, that tells you if a player is lucky... Or if a player is shooting at an unsustainable rate, or what they're doing right now is unsustainable, like almost all of those say that Kuzmenko's production is going to drop. Now, look, he's just shy of being a point per game player. Mm. I understand, like his, his his value might drop, his production might drop a little bit, and that's not the end of the world. But you have a chance to sell high here. Like you have a chance if you're the Canucks, you have a chance to get some cap flexibility. You have a chance to get some assets, and I okay. I'm done. I don't want to keep just, doing this.
2: We've gone There's back to it a lot so here. many
0: wingers on this team. Everybody knows the problem on the back end. You don't fix that by just loading up on more and more wingers. I, I'm done. I'm not talking about it anymore. Okay. Odds and ends. Go. Cool.
2: Um, let's start. Where do I go? I got a bunch of stuff to get to here. Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Abbotsford actually for, no one last Kuzmenko thing okay and I want people to answer this in the chat too because the, the now there's years and there's numbers being thrown out there Kevin Weeks we saw the tweet up there earlier so Kizmenko who will turn 27 very soon here a two-year deal at 5.35 million dollars who does that really help like who does that really help I got the photo here of Dan Milstein's tweet you can pull this up the money tweet that's who it helps This two-year deal does nothing. This two-year deal is that if you sign a two-year extension, you're at the point of where the Canucks should finish their retool like we've heard. So now what? Now you pay him eight million dollars because he's really good, or you say, okay, well, last two years didn't work out. Now you're only a three to four, four and a half million dollar guy. Either or, like, and at that point you're like, oh, it didn't work out, but now we have to pay him less, but it's not working out, like. I don't see a win here for a two-year deal. So in my eyes, if you were to float, like, say, the 27th overall pick in this upcoming draft, taking that every plus, single time. Plus
0: maybe like a B or C level prospect. Sure.
2: Yeah, and then it's like, like yeah, it, it just makes a lot of sense to me go that direction. But we've talked about this so much. Let's get to Abbotsford. Yeah, go. Uh, Nils Hugliner, two goals in a 4 nothing get this, quads, 18 save, shutout win for your boy, Arthur Silovs, who uh, getting a lot of praise. Uh, I do want to bring this up, though. This play here from uh, from Danila Klimovich, blow it up there, Alex, blow it up. Th- if he would have scored this, I tell you, comes in and spin moves to the back end. Deeks, another guy, almost puts it in the back of the net, but drew a penalty on the play. I tell you, watching Klimovich do a couple things, I'm excited to chat with them uh, maybe again tonight. Like, you don't get the best interviews from him, but it, uh, I'm definitely going to talk to Pod Coles, and I'll be at the game tonight um, for sure. So, I mean, just... Really, if he would have scored that goal, people would have been going nuts. I do have the Huglander goal too. I'm going to pull that up real quick um, as you zone completely out because I know you. Uh, you look at that. You don't need the sleeper cam. Yeah, we well, need cause. the sleeper cam for a a the sleeper cam here. Nope, uh, but Huglander scored a nice goal and just kind of working his way. Like this, he's doing this in the NHL. He's just got a quicker stick than everyone uh, and able to score a goal. Uh, End ends up adding a second one later in the game, kind of the uh, the insurance goal. So nice little run for him. I'll, I'll be chatting with him tonight for sure because he had a good game yesterday. Uh, Pod Colson blocked a shot early in the game. Looked like he had to crawl to the bench. It was not looking good. But I tell you, I don't know. I've said this before on the show. I don't know what Pod Colson's made out of, but I don't think it's from this planet. It is. There's something going on with this guy where he just like he looks like he's. There was a time where you remember in the KHL, this was a long time. He took this massive hit. Where it looked like he like couldn't you know he couldn't like get to the bench and listen. I think concussion protocols a little different <laughs> down in the K, but like he looked like he uh, he looked like it was not uh, he was wobbly and then he just comes out like two shifts later. I'm like okay this is uh, you know that might not have been a good long term thing for Pod Colson, but uh, he is a tough dude that's for sure. Okay, aside from that they're up against the Marlies again tonight. So uh, excited for that! I'll be out there uh, be chatting with these guys. Jonathan the stuff. Okay, can we get the quote up here? Um, Cammy Granado uh, answered one of my questions here about Jonathan, the coming over to the WHL next season. You're going to read all that. No, I mean, I'm just going to kind of put it on the screen. I tweeted it out. If people want to see on the podcast, I, I, the gist of it is they don't want to make, you know, they don't want to push a decision here. Um, they're happy with where he's playing. They like the development there at Jura gardens. He's focused on getting the back to the SHL and he's getting minutes. And, and listen, Cammy's bang on at the end here. The final thing I'll read, he's getting an opportunity to play big games down the stretch. And that'll only benefit him in the long term. Played on the first line today, so that's really good. Okay, this is you know when asked if there was any thought, this is my question to to, to the Canucks organization. It was somebody in management to, to give a quote on. It was something about bringing him over to the WHL because we've talked about it. The Vancouver Giants they have his rights. I, I I wasn't expecting them to be like yes, we're going to try and get him over. Okay, I didn't think that you know Granado or, or Alvin or, or anybody was going to give me a quote saying yes, we want to get him over to Vancouver. The reason I wanted to ask was because I had an agent reach out over the weekend um, who read one of my articles about Jonathan LaCaramacchi. So there you go, Quads Canucks Army. You know, blog for the agents. So LaCaramacchi is a client of Jerry Johansson and the Sports Corporation. Okay. Follow me on this road here. They, that company, and Jerry specifically, works with two former Vancouver Giants imports the goalie Jesper Vickman. You've heard of him, Vegas Gold 19, never heard of him. First rounder, Fabian Lizel, You've heard of him, right? Yep. Yep. So what I heard was the, the thought that it would be good for LeCarrie is the fact that the Sedins, who, by the way, Daniel and Henrik Sedin out on the ice today at the LEC, working with these top prospects out there, the thought process is the comfortability of being able to work with the Sedins as much as they want. And listen, this is your top prospect. You're going to put some time and effort from the Sedins into this prospect if he's with the Vancouver Giants next year. And skills coach, and I'm bad at the name, Yogi Svechkovsky. I think I nailed it, actually. For skill development, so. he he was on the ice with the Canucks. He's on the ice all the time with the Vancouver Canucks. But he's a guy that could get out there and work with the Karamaki. You get him here in the dub. You get him here with some confidence. You get him scoring a ton of goals, playing against uh, players here in North America, getting used to the ice. I saw the Karamaki talking about the opportunity to play in the World Juniors and how different it was for the ice. It was a big adjustment, he said. And it's difficult. It's going to take some time to adjust. So him coming over to the dub next year, he would rip it up. He would absolutely tear it up. He should be tearing it up, and I don't know if this success or lack of that he's having in the Al Svenskin is really the best for his development. You're watching guys like Liam Ugren, who was taked, taken after him. ugren has been scoring like crazy lately in the Al Svenskin League. He's getting top opportunities to play on that team. He's being relied upon in big moments. Like not getting that right now. Yes, he's on the first line, but when they're defending a lead, he's not out there. When they really need a goal, sometimes he's out there, but not every single time. If the Giants are down a goal in the third period, they're playing Lucaire Mackey for like 12 minutes in that period. They need a goal. He's their, He would be their best scorer on the Giants team. They would be playing the wheels off of him in these big opportunities. So what I heard from an agent was that my hunch about him coming over to the WHL is likely correct. It's a very possible thing. The situation with his agent already having the connection with the Vancouver Giants and working with his clients to get to this point, his last two draft picks coming from Sweden, like I said, Vickman, Lysel, they've come to the Vancouver Giants. This is an agent who's worked with them before. He understands the situation. He understands wanting to get his players to the NHL or even the AHL because with the new transfer agreement out of Sweden that was signed by Peter Forsberg, not the Peter Forsberg, I thought a different Peter Forsberg, <laughs> just another dude. So I, the article I wrote last, really? yeah, the article I wrote last week, a little off because it was <laughs> I didn't say it was the Peter Fors, it just happened to be another Peter Forsberg. But with the new transfer agreement, there's a different situation for first round picks than there is with second to seventh round picks, where you can go into the WHL next year, and he can jump right in as a 19 year old into the AHL. There's a transfer agreement that needs to be paid. That's a little bit of a different fund. That's money stuff that I don't think really matters that much, uh, except for like Swedish hockey. They get some good money out of it, but told that it was likely correct if it was a possibility to bring him over. And because of the history and I would love it. I think, I think look Mackey would gain from being an absolutely dominant WHL player. Cause you want to see him build that confidence. So I'd like to see it happen. Like I said, I didn't think the Canucks were going to come out and give me a quote where they're like, yes, we are pushing for this. We want this to happen. I wasn't expecting that quote. I was expecting this quote that I got from Cammy Granado about it, that they like the development. They're not going to, you know, frustrate the other team. They're not going to be telling the other team that they, you know, they don't like the development. They're just going to say, like, yeah, we we think he's gaining in the long term. Yes. I also think in the long term, WHL would be a nice move for him to build some confidence next year. So I'd love to see it. Love to see him in a Giants uniform next year. I know a lot of people out in Langley, they'd love to see it too. Did anybody get word of the day? I heard you use it. I don't think anybody did. I don't think anybody got it. Okay. Well, uh, any other odds and ends before we get to Betway? Uh, What do I got? Odds and ends here? Anything else? I got the Klimovic scoring chance. Uh, No, I'll be on Abbotsford tonight. That'll be uh, Cody Sievertson's writing a little recap uh, of the last two days. So it's going to be good. Yeah, What's he doing? Sitting in his chair all day long, tipping and tapping away with petting his dog out the time. What am I doing? Bootstrapping up, heading out to Abbotsford, four-hour drive, four hours back, uphill both ways. Okay. Betway, let's go. I don't get paid enough. All right. Betway, Betway, Betway. Speaking of getting paid, t- five bucks for each Betway mentioned today. Take that <laughs> to the bosses, Quads. All right, Betway, Betway. It, you know what? We got another Canucks game tonight. You read the first one. I got to take a sip here.
0: Elias Pettersson or JT Miller to score a goal tonight against those Seattle Kraken at minus 175 odds. A $10 bet will return you 15 What do you think of that one, Quads? Betway. Over at... Betway, I like that. What do you think? I like the that. Either
2: or, Petterson or Milner. And hey,
0: I like the other one too, because you've written Vancouver Canucks to win, uh, oh. along with over six and a half total goals, and Elias Pettersson to score a goal. $10 bet there gets you $90 What, do you, what do you in do with that? 90 now, bucks. hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Mm. The Canucks have not lost to the Seattle Kraken yet. That's true. Or is that in regulation or all in all? All in all, baby. All in all. So... Vancouver Canucks to win on the money line. Uh, like we said, over six and a half total goals. Pires to score a goal uh, at plus 800 odds. $10 bet gets you $90 oh. return over at Betway. Betway, Betway, 19
2: plus. If you choose to play, please play, play responsibly. You take that 90 bucks. you go down, you get a $5 taco. How many $5 tacos can you get for 90 bucks? Quads? Ooh, you put me on the spot, and 18. I don't like that. There you go. Good 18 job. 18 of those tacos. You and Frank, you got the friggin' Yeah, I'd have to calculate tip, that. Tip, tip, tap tap friggin' thing over here. I think it's 18. It is 18. Okay, we'll wrap it up there. But you gotta uh, be uh, 19. Sorry, we gotta be throwing around the 18. 18 plus uh, bet the responsible way over I there. I said that, didn't way. I? Know. No, you said, I said 18. I said, but that's how much, uh, that's I, how many okay. $5 tacos you could get.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, on I said Tuesday at Montana's.
2: I think people got it, Chris. All right.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. It's my Friday
2: tomorrow. But Ugh. we'll be
0: back. Uh, we'll talk about the cracking game. And then next week, we'll talk about next week's oh, show no, in the future. Oh, no. Do it so. now. We
2: have a couple minutes here. Well,
0: we're thinking we'll do a show Wednesday. All Star
2: Break. Yeah. yeah. So Wednesday. We, what are we going to talk about every day?
0: Hey, right. Luongo going to be in the Breakaway uh, Challenge. I'm excited yeah, to watch that.
2: I am. I'm excited to watch it. We'll yeah, have Yeah, So coverage. only one show next week. Yeah. One show next week on Wednesday and the Saturdays. We well. are, I think, tomorrow. Or I think maybe will I think we'll have time to do a Patreon. We yeah. will release it next week. Okay. to kind of give some cool. of our Patreon people something throughout the week. But we're, we're listen, we're going to take a little bit of a week. off. All these all these hockey players, they're going down to uh, Punta Cana all, all for the weekend, yep. for the week, or wherever, Hawaii. Yep. They're all going down there. Where am I going? I might go to Kits for a day.
0: Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo gets you all this bonus content if you're in the 5 and $10 tiers. All right, we'll wrap it up there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Allard, my name is David Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode.
2: How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?